So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. My next guest was born and raised in Rhode Island, majored in chemistry at the University of Virginia, and moved to Houston, Texas 14 years ago to pursue a medical equipment sales representative career. That was back then. She was raised in the family because when I got her bio, you know, I, I, I was really moved by uh, her honesty. She was raised in a family where they did not have a lot of money, but they were never aware of it as kids. That's very similar to my background. Her dad made $26,000 a year, and her mom stayed at home with her two brothers. I had six sisters and two brothers. She worked in science labs at university at the University of Virginia and Brown University and, had, and has had a job since she was 10 years old. That was a paper route. She has been called a positivity enthusiast. I mean, I only met this young lady one time. And she's always she's impacted me personally. Uh, please welcome to Money Making Conversation, the founder and CEO of Sale Lifestyle, and author of the ebook Seven Secrets to Startup Success. Please welcome Megan Eddings. Wow, what an introduction! Thank you so much, Rashawn. <laughs> Good morning to you. Wow, I'm like, who is that person? Wait, that's me. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it is that uh, when I when I when I set up interviews, I like for people to know there's a story behind them there's a journey to the conversation we're about to have on money making conversations and um before we get started please let everybody know how did megan come into rashawn mcdonald's life yeah you know i always say you never know when you're going to meet someone who's going to change your life uh i was in the mail uh mayor sylvester turner's liftoff uh new business competition last year and i made it to the finals and i was on stage and made it to the finals and you were actually the uh the moderator, the host, and uh, the comedian of the event. Mm-hmm. And that's how, yeah, we first met. And then you were gracious enough to have the winners on your uh, on your money-making conversation show the following week. Yes. And uh, did you win any money? I sure did. I won $10,000 off for Best New Product in Houston and $500 for Fan Favorite. <laughs> you know, the, the great thing about it is that... Uh, Tell me, tell us, everybody, because your product was still in the, uh, would I, could I say development stage? And tell everybody about your product. Yeah, for sure, for sure it was. I've definitely come a long way since last November. But essentially I was tired of throwing away my husband's workout clothes about three years ago uh, because they stunk. And obviously pretty much almost everyone has this problem. So with my science background, I decided to create fabric that basically keeps you smelling and feeling fresher longer. And, um, yeah, as, actually, since we last spoke, the fabric's now patent pending in 120 countries. And, uh, yeah, still, it's beyond the development stage, but I'm um, still working on it. Those workout clothes don't stink. Well, that's important to know. Now, before we get deeper into your conversation about what you're doing currently, 
Um, what stood out to me was this line where you say your dad made twenty six thousand dollars a year because I could I can relate to that. I come from inner city. I'm not saying you came from inner city, but I did. I knew my father. He was a truck driver. He was a truck driver. Six sisters, two mm -hmm. brothers, and my mom was a stay at home mom. And but we we I had a Christmas every year. I can there was always fruit underneath that tree, the candy. Uh, I had toys to play with, and I know we wasn't living a good life. So please tell me the impact your parents had on you. Man, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, the funny thing about the $26,000 a year, I did not know that until I was an adult, probably mm. until I was in college because my parents never talked about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my dad worked usually seven days a week, but in my mind he was always present. Um, if he had to go to work super early uh, and be home for our baseball games or softball games, he would be. So we didn't grow up and be like, oh, dad's never around, and oh, we don't have money because just like you – there was always a home-cooked meal on the table. There was always, you know, gifts under the tree. They were never the nicest gifts that, like, you know, my friends received, et cetera, <laughs> but we didn't think about that. We were just blessed to even have gifts at all. Um, and so really, yeah, we went out to eat once a year as a family. We went to Pizza Hut on New Year's Eve. That was our family tradition. Um, so now whenever I see a Pizza Hut, it just, you know, it just makes me smile. And, uh, yeah, so we, but we didn't think about, you know, oh, let's go out to eat because it was just never an important thing. So, being raised in the family that we were raised in, it was all about hard work and, you know, love. Really just just the simple definition and act of kindness and love. And, and that's what really brings joy, not the materialistic stuff. Well, you know, they always say that uh, as a child, you take, you take a little bit of each parent. So what yeah. did you take away from your mom? <laughs> yeah, so my mom is the oldest of 11 children. Uh, so she is a just born matriarch. She's kind. Um, she puts others before her all of the time, and uh, just a kind human being, and honestly doesn't complain, doesn't talk ill of people, never has, and just a really just generous, kind person. And then my dad, um, he has since passed away, but he was the comedian, he was outgoing, um, he definitely cussed a little, so I got that from him. <laughs> hey, my dad <laughs> so cussed I, I a lot, so uh, got, that's what yeah, we differ a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess I could say I'd like to think that I picked up, you know, most of the best qualities from my parents, but uh, from both of them. Mostly they were just, you know, kind kind people that like to have a lot of fun and like to give back. Okay, let's talk about the, the, your product. Okay, you, you have a chemistry degree, and uh, so do. you went to college, University of Virginia. Why did you choose that degree, and why aren't you doing that degree now? Why aren't you? Why aren't you? Why aren't you selling medical equipment products now? Why? Why? Sure. Has, uh, why have you changed? What went? What went right, or what went wrong? What went wrong? All right. <laughs> so yeah, tenth grade high school. I took my first chemistry class, and boom, fell in love with it. I mean, I wish I had a sexier story, but that's kind of it. I thought about all this stuff that goes on that with things that we can't even see, mm -hmm. um, but yet we're around it every single day. So I was fascinated since 10th grade, so I knew chemistry would be my degree. Um, I chose UVA because it was kind of close to home, but not too close to home. Like, you had to hop on a plane to get there, um, and I was blessed that I got accepted. And, uh, yeah, so I moved to Houston to after I worked in the science labs. I'm like, you know what? Um, there's no money in this. There's no money in, you know, <laughs> working. I mean, if I'm keeping it real... Uh, there's no money in, you know, working in these science labs, so what can I do? And this guy told me, he's like, oh, my gosh, you'd be great in medical sales. You get to dress cute. You get your own company car, <laughs> your company phone. So I applied to all these, you know, companies, every single company I could possibly research and find, and I ended up getting this job with a, this, this company I had never heard of before called Siemens Medical. 
Little did I know it was a multi-billion dollar company. I'm about company. to say, so yo, you what, did. Yeah, you you sounded like that was a little small company, but you landed with yeah, the big dog. <laughs> I'm like, well, they have a funny name, but I guess I'll see what they do. And I'm like, oh, okay. So moved down to Houston, uh, worked in the Houston Med Center, doing the medical equipment. Absolutely loved it. So I always tell everybody, I'm like, I didn't quit medical sales because I hated it um, or because I didn't like it. I, I resigned from it about a year and a half ago because it wasn't fulfilling every, every part of my life. You know, I mentioned earlier my dad passed away. That was kind of a jolt, and it just happened suddenly. And when that happened, I said to myself, you know what, God? I'm like, help, help a sister out. I'm like, I will not be doing medical sales the rest of my life because it's not fulfilling my passions of giving back. And, you know, I love fashion and fitness. And so I said, I'm going to own my own company someday. I have no idea how I'm going to do it. I don't have a business degree. I don't have millions of dollars. But help me start my own company with something that really matters and combines everything I love. Well, dot, 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 fast forward. Two months after my dad passes away, randomly, nothing's random, I meet my now husband on a blind date. He, I always say he didn't have social media, didn't even have Facebook, so I couldn't stalk him. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> we got married. He's super into CrossFit. We're both really into fitness. And his clothes basically just smelled horribly, um, his workout clothes. And so it was bothering me and bothering me. that It was bothering was you, right? Work- right. It was bothering uh, you. Well, uh, was was he he had been cool with it all up the time he met you. He'd been, he been, he been out there sure doing it. I'm not even even smell. You got it. You got it. I'm like, he'd be crushing goals in the gym and crushing everyone around him with that smell. And, uh... <laughs> So I started I'm going I'm to I'm send this clip to him. But you've said it to him in person, <laughs> so I met him. He's a nice guy. So when she oh, won that $10,000, nice. he was clapping harder than anybody. At the event. He was, You know what? And it's so funny. Whenever I describe how Excel Lifestyle was born, I'm always like, my husband's clothes stunk. I'm like, huh, you okay that I say that? He's like, if it, may, if it helps Excel Lifestyle, knock yourself out. So, yeah, basically decided to um, custom create my own fabric because – when I did a bunch of research, you know, step one of ever, ever trying to figure out how to start your own company, what's out there today, there really wasn't anything that was um, awesome science that really keeps you smelling fresh. And then also something that is ethically made, so no sweatshop. So that was, right. that's really important to me right. as well. Now, here's something that I always, uh, I, I, you did the steps, but you said the word patent, correct? Patent pending. Okay. Correct. I've mm-hmm. had people on the show, and I always like for them to go through that step because a lot of people trivialize why you need to patent things. And so please tell people the process you did and why it was important to patent what you, what you created. Sure, sure. So basically, if you have, a, um, I guess, proprietary information, if you create something that no one else has, it's important to patent it. Because if you don't patent it, people are going to – it's very easy in this day. There's a lot of technology out there, a lot of super intelligent people, and they can copy your product. And if they copy your product – well, of course, that's not good for the person that actually invented it. So I, uh, via advice of many mentors and advisory board, you know, peeps that I found along the way, they're like, Meg, you've got to get this patented. I mean, who's to say, you know, one of the big boy fitness apparel companies wouldn't just come in and, and try to copy it. Mm-hmm. And so now with it patent pending, my plan is to obviously move it from the patent pending status to the patented status. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a call this week with my patent attorney to expedite the patent process here in the United States. So if all goes as planned, which usually things do or don't, we'll see, um, it should be patented within the next few, maybe four to six months here in the USA. So once that fabric is patented, um, I can honestly say that I, I own a patent and people uh, legally can't copy it. 
And then I can do a side hustle job or I guess not only sell <laughs> the workout it. clothes, I can license the fabric now to other uh, companies. That's what is, is that your ultimate goal? Just to license it or just to become a distributor? My my ultimate goal is to be worldwide domination health and wellness. <laughs> so, but <laughs> Initially, start. I definitely wanted to do fitness apparel. I'm starting well, out with, with spanks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the spanks, yeah. worldwide domination in spanks. I don't know why it can't happen with you. So, please, I I chuckle with what you said, but hey, the reality is is that your product can't become dominant in this area because of the fact that you once you get that patent pended uh, approved, because you had to go through yeah. a lawyer, and then when you go to when you went to the lawyer, did you have to take designs or anything? What would you take to that lawyer? Yeah, oh my, well, the great news is, you won't even believe it, I got introduced to a patent attorney who also has, who has a PhD in science, so mm. he speaks the language, and um, just, you know, everything's just kind of just falling into place, and so uh, this is a utility patent, so it's not a design patent, it's mm. actually utility, meaning what the fabric actually does, um, and inhibits that smell-causing bacteria, so I don't have a design patent yet, because my, my styles are pretty... Uh, Pretty, I say basic, um, but it's the patent around the actual functionality of the fabric. Cool. Now, uh, coming up in the next break, uh, you have an ebook called Secrets to Startup Success, which I think is right in line with money making conversation. And I want to, I want to delve into that a little, if you don't mind. We we'll get the word out. Plus, I'd like for you to send me a banner so I can put it on my social media because you know you follow me on social media. You know Rashawn McDonald posts. And he posts consistently, and he gets the word out. So when we come back, we're going to have more with Megan. And um, an incredible journey. We're following it, so we want to be a part of it. So everybody keep winning, keep listening. More Money Making Conversations. Hi, you're listening to Rashawn McDonald interviewing. um, She's been called the Positivity Enthusiast. Um, She's the founder and CEO of Sarah Lifestyle and author of a book. I have some Interesting questions to know about. It's an ebook, Seven Secrets to Startup Success, uh, Megan Eden. Uh, because my show, Money Making Conversation, is about entrepreneurship and the word startup is associated with small businesses. Why should I listen to you about the secrets of success for startups? Oh, man, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to listen to me, but I hope you do. I guess we'll start with that. I'm not going to force anyone to, but. Uh, Basically, yeah, so my, you know, my corporate job when I moved down here to Houston for 14 years was medical equipment sales. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was doing the side hustle, Excel Lifestyle, for a while before I put it out to the public and, a.k.a., before I threw it on social media. Mm-hmm. But I made the announcement a couple of years ago that I was going to resign from medical sales and, you know, become an entrepreneur. People were, like, freaking out. They were like, what, what? But you love your job, et cetera, et cetera. So... I decided, I guess I'll say about maybe uh, about a year, eight months to a year into my startup entrepreneurial journey to write this book, Seven Secrets to Startup Success, based on my own experiences, because you know how people, it's super cool, but people were reaching out all the time, like, hey, Meg, let's grab coffee, let's grab lunch, et cetera, et cetera. I want to know how you got started, how you had the courage to pull the plug from your corporate job to pursue something you really want to do, because I'm scared to do it. So where did you even turn? Well, that kind of started turning into there's only so many hours in the day, and if I had coffee and lunch with everyone, I'd have no time for Excel Lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was driving one day, and I said, well, I really want to help people because so many people have been just wonderful helping me, you know, giving up their time and their expertise on this entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. How can I then pay it forward and help everybody else but also still have time for my own job? Mm-hmm. So I said, well, 
I like, I might as well write a book, but not like a 300 page or anything like that, even though there, there's great big books out there, but something <laughs> short and to the point, and basically to tell people the seven secrets that I believe, well, not I believe, from experience have gotten to me to where I am today, but not only telling people about it, at the end of each of the seven secrets, giving them an action item to really kind of put them on their journey to quit their corporate job and, and you know, follow what they really want to do. I, the word that stood out in your conversation I hear all the time, fear. Mm. Fear. People are just going to work. People are just, just they just don't, they, they're just frozen. They're frozen in careers that they really don't have a plan to change, but they don't want to be, they're, they're at the, you know, at the coffee mug or the water cooler just complaining and talking to coworkers mm. they don't want to be around. Fear. Mm-hmm. How can one... Walk through that wall of fear or that emotional block of fear. I always call it a stop sign. That stop sign sits in front of your face every time you wake up in the morning. And it's called fear, fear of change, fear of not being able to see what I want to do next. How? Man, you're exactly right. And so when I was leaving or thinking of leaving my corporate job, that I, I literally would have crippling moments for like a split second of fear. Like, Megan, you can't start your own company. So we all have this negative chatter that, you know, happens in our head, and some of us are able to, I guess, handle it better than others. And so I actually turned to a lot of podcasts, um, which is funny you mentioned Sarah Blakely earlier, because that was a podcast that I turned to, read a bunch of books, and everything mentions the word fear. So I said, all right, it's not just me. So the first thing I tell everybody is you're not alone. Everybody has fear, whether you make $5,000 a year or you're Bill Gates. I mean, everybody has fear. It's what you how you mentally channel that fear to kind of keep pushing forward. So I remember I read it. I wish I remember what book I read it in, but it said something like, if you really think about it, whatever you're fearful of, like, oh, I don't have the knowledge, I don't have the money, you know, whatever you're fearful and fearful of in life, whether it's business or not, 99 times out of 100, whatever you're fearful of doesn't even happen. So the fear is kind of just conjured up in your head, and you're giving yourself your own roadblocks pretty much because your ego wants to keep you where you are. But I tell everyone, we all have fear. You're not alone. So just kind of push that fear aside and just start taking small steps each day. You don't have to quit your job overnight, but just kind of keep taking small steps, and eventually it becomes easier, and the fear kind of dissipates. Now, with that being said, Miss Enthusiastic, Miss, <laughs> Miss you know, Positivity, because my story was very similar. Okay, I worked at IBM. My degree is in mathematics, and very successful. People felt I was right on, right where I was supposed to be, and I told them, "Hey, uh, I want to be a comedian. I'm gonna resign to be a comedian. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk away from this world that everybody told me I need to be, a, I need to continue in." And when I made the decision, I made the decision one year prior to leaving IBM, and um, I, I remember I was, I was, uh, I was crying. I was had tears in my eyes because. Even though this, I knew this was right for me, I didn't really know the future. Now, at IBM, I kind of figured if I go to work every day, five days a week, I was going to get my vacation time, going to get my sick days. I had medical benefits. What I invested in my stock portfolio, they matched. So that was pretty clean. That's pretty clean. You know, you, you, can, you can understand those rules. But when you say you want to walk away from that to, to the unknown, do you, what do you do with your medical benefits? How do you get that? Okay, I, I went Cobra, so that calmed me down. Okay, I had to, you know, I, I, I didn't have two for one, so my retirement went away. And so, okay, what is a 40-hour work week when you're working for yourself? I had to figure that yeah. out. That was the key yeah. right there. 
What is a 40-hour work week when you're working for yourself? That's where the fear comes in. And that's when I had to establish lanes of discipline for myself, where I had to set the same rules that a 40-hour week job set for me when I worked 40 hours a week. I got up the same time every day. I made a commitment to be doing something at a scheduled time every day, which I do. And so once I started putting that in place, then all of a sudden I started moving forward in a more positive and much more controlled environment because guess what? I have rules in place about how to be successful and rules in place about how I can extend this opportunity by prop, through proper planning. That a lot enabled me to overcome my fear, Megan. Oh, yeah, and actually I'm laughing. I mean, to go from a successful career at IBM with a math degree to a comedian, I mean, that I'm sure you had fear, and I'm sure some of the people even closest to you in your own life thought you were nuts for doing it. Absolutely, um, absolutely. But, but, you know, but you know, yeah. they'd see me on TV, they'd see the names and credits, you know, but they always knew it was going to happen. Yeah. They always knew yeah. I made it. But I didn't even know. I'm just letting everybody know. I didn't even know. But I knew that working where I was at was not going to satisfy me. I could see the end of the road. I could see I could see that darkness and I could see the light coming at the end of the tunnel. So I knew I could see it. When I became an entertainer, there was no light at the end of the tunnel tunnel. But there was also no point of saying I should go in any direction. So for the first time in my life, I said, you know something? I'm gonna take advantage of every talent that God gave me. With no restrictions. And that's what when you work a 40 hour job, it will restrict you because you're only gonna do what they allow you to do. So that's what locks people in. That's why entrepreneurship is so big nowadays because it's designed to you being able to do what you feel comfortable doing. I look at people all the time and tell them, if you're afraid of being successful, and my number one quote is, stop reading success stories and start mm-hmm. writing your own success story. That's very mm-hmm. important to understand. And so when I, when I wanted you to come on the show, I just felt your story was, was every day. It was an everyday story. In your life, how you grew up, was an everyday story. Just an ordinary family. Just an ordinary young lady who went to college, got a degree like you're supposed to, and you, but you weren't fearless. You saw an opportunity in Houston, way away from the East Coast. You came down here, not being afraid to relocate. And then all of a sudden, when that ultimate, ultimate test of what you want to do with your life, you say, you know something? I want to be an entrepreneur. That's why you wrote that book, and that's why that's you should right. read that book. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and, you know, and I tell everyone, when you start your own job, you know, number one, what's that quote that someone says, like, you know, entrepreneurs work 80 hours a week for themselves. They don't have to work 40 hours a week for someone else. <laughs> I'm like, so true, so true. But, you know, if you're successful in your day job like you were, you already had the tools, you know, to be successful. You just had to tap into new tools to be successful. What well, kind of different tools-ish, but you had the hustle because, you know, it was already in you. Um, but, yeah, entrepreneurs entrepreneurs today versus probably, I don't know, 20 years ago, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's easier, but there definitely are easier things. The one thing I found glaringly when I started this journey are the amount of people, just like yourself, Rashawn, that want to help. I mean, people truly want to help, so it's important to surround yourself with that positive, you know, 
positive community, people that have done it before you, and uh, you'll be amazed that you're not, you know, you're not in it alone if you just kind of put yourself out there. Yeah, you sent a question. You know, I ask my guests always sending questions and statements they'd like for me to ask them. One that stood out, you said, your belief is that one person can change the world. Talk to me, Megan. Oh, man. I say that all the time. I mean, we've all read stories, you know, et cetera, et cetera, about, you know, one person literally who's changed the world. But I believe one person can because everyone has, everyone has something or multiple things that they are, you know, passionate about. And my, my personal thing, and I believe everyone needs to have or not needs to have, but should have the legacy they want to leave because we are all going to meet our maker someday. And when someone's standing up there giving your eulogy, you know, what is the one thing that you want people to say about you? What is the legacy you want to leave? And kind of once you know that legacy, every decision for the rest of your life should be pretty easy. And the legacy that I personally want to leave is to bring joy and positivity and to touch people's lives in a positive way. Um, you know, because of the way our world is going, you know, it's a lot of negativity being shown on the media, a lot of things we're reading, a lot of things happening that, that shouldn't be happening. So people need a dose of positivity in their life and let them know that someone has their back day in and day out. And through Excel Lifestyle and the mission and movement for positive change I want to create with my apparel line, I hope to be that positive change. You are so good. Megan Eden, you're good. <laughs> you're really good. Uh, she's uh, from Rhode Island, made her way through the Virginia lands and landed in Houston, Texas. Excel Lifestyle, author, ebook, Seven Secrets to Stand Up Success. You keep winning, girl, because I love you. Thanks, Rashawn. Thank you. Love you, too. Talk soon. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.